tight. What's up? Uh, snapbacks and inner brews. This is our podcast. That's Austin Share. I'm Hunter Hornstein. Austin, it's been a full month since we've recorded one of these. It's great to see your smiling face again. I, I was going to say it has been uh, many moons, as they say in television shows. And I think that's one of those time frames that doesn't actually have a definite definition, uh, but many it moons. means some amount of time. And boy, many, many moons. Yeah, it has been some amount of time. I feel like we're in Avatar The Last Airbender, mostly because I am bald like Aang and you have a flowing ponytail like the, uh, uh, of course, the one character who I can't remember, the brother. You know, he travels. He travels with the the troop, gets him in trouble. Goofball, Katara's brother. Never seen that show. Or movie, I don't know what I don't know what uh, what it is. I will say, however, I, I have to make it abundantly clear that I do not rock a ponytail at all, at all. What do you call it, that thing? It's definitely a man bun. It's definitely a man bun. Um, it it's getting increasingly more annoying. I I can't. I think we talked about it every time that we recorded whatever. But I can't stand it. I hate the fact that my hair is this long. It's 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 I shed. I shed a lot. Um, also, that just might be stress and anxiety. Like I run my hand through my hair, and I lose, I lose strands. Don't like I, I lose my hair. It's not great. It's also just disgusting. Like I've, I vacuum so much in my apartment. I have hair everywhere. It's just, it's, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. I'm very excited to cut it soon. I, uh, yeah. I mean, it's wild. Uh, I have a similar problem with the vacuuming, but it's mostly my legs. Um, your leg hair it's I mean it's yeah dude it's like George of the Jungle it's like from like mid thigh down I don't understand where the cutoff is like I don't I don't know why my body decided to do that but like maybe it's a boxer line maybe it's like because my boxers are like always there the hair follicles don't is that oh you does think, that sound like you science think just, you, you think because uh because there's always uh something in the way yeah that it's just learned to not yeah that's like interesting. If, if it's there to keep me warm like that you know the first whatever like six to eight inches of my legs like from the waist down are always covered and pretty warm with with right boxers I don't know. I, I really, I, I have no idea if that's even remotely close to being something that could even be a little bit true. Um, I'm not a scientist. Don't don't uh, claim to be. It's just a theory. So I'm looking at my legs now, and it's pretty it's pretty clear. If you've like seen me in real life, I I don't I don't have a <laughs> lot of like <laughs> I don't know. There might be people that have never seen me in real life that listen to this. I don't know. Um, I don't have like a lot of hair like outside of my head, right? Like yeah. my head is where my hair is. I don't grow facial hair very well at all. Um, I don't grow arm hair. I have very little arm hair and my leg hair. I don't have a ton of that either. It also comes in incredibly patchy and which I'm not sure how to fix. I don't think I can, but if you looked at my leg, there is a spot on the calf. The calf doesn't grow hair. It's weird. It's a weird thing. And it's, and, and, but if you go to my shin, I have, 
I have leg hair, but it's again, and it's not a whole lot. A lot of people, when I was growing up, I've been asked before, like, do you shave your arms? Do you shave your legs? I don't, I just can't grow that, 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 that kind of body hair, but it does come in incredibly patchy. I have a question. Is it because your boxers are pressing on your calf? Yeah. 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 I wear them all the way down. Yeah. I, mean, I, just, way down. I figured out. Yeah. Like if, if you put a hypothesis to test multiple times, then it becomes scientific, you know? So I was just yeah. trying, I, I don't know, but <laughs> it was funny when I got, uh, when I got Charles's tattoo. Um, so I've got his paw. You've seen that one. The, yeah. the most recent one. Um, when I got that done on, and I, that's on the back of my leg on my right leg, it's on the back of my calf. Um, so Randy, when he went to uh, shave, when he went to shave the hair, uh, like he, he even made a, a a comment like it was one two and he was like well that's that was easy like that was he was like that's the quickest that's the quickest i've ever i've ever had to do that i was like yeah dude you really didn't even have to like maybe and we made i think the joke was even made um <laughs> that like oh maybe uh maybe it'll now it'll grow in a little bit more there but um oh yeah i, I remember that just popped in my head because we were talking about this dude i uh i've literally never been more jealous of of you um I mean, like, no offense, like, I'm jealous of, you know, like, Leonardo DiCaprio most days. So, you know, like, I'm just in this instance of you. And I have been jealous of you before. But right now, it took, I mean, I'm not kidding, like, seven minutes to shave my arm before my latest tattoo. Oh, on the on the forearm. On my forearm, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it was it was a process. And now it's, like, kind of grown back, like... You can kind of see. And did they use like the Bic, like yeah, the disposable Bic single disposable blade yeah, so one? Like, where, he, like you have, like you need, you're, you're taking basically like uh, like scissors to to a jungle where you need a machete instead. Like he he did like he he looked at it and like uh, during the consultation he was like uh like do me a favor like excuse me he's like do me a favor don't trim that down like before you get here like I want it to be of like a fresh shave like I'll do it I was like okay that's cool. So like I got in, like he was prepared. So he had like the little squirt bottle with like the alcohol. And then he put some like, uh, it wasn't like shaving cream. Like it wasn't like foam. It was like a paste, like a shaving paste um, that I'm assuming like barbers and and professionals use. Uh, I'm just a Gillette guy. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but like he rubbed it on but, like each, like each stroke, like he had to like shake out the razor. Like he couldn't even get like two strokes yeah. in, in between, like having to clean out the massive amounts of George in the jungle Tarzan hair. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah, dude. It's, I mean, yeah. So I I mean, like, I guess like I I don't have the problem, never have, never will, which is interesting to think about at 28 years old, uh, that there's already something that I can say I never have and never will experience, but I've never like had uh, hair fall out of, of my head because it's never been long enough to fall out. Like even before I started shaving, I just had it buzzed. So like I've never had hair like long enough to like like my pillow never has hair. Sometimes blood from when I cut my head during a shave and then I have to immediately wash uh, the pillowcase the next day. That does yeah. suck. Um, yeah, blood but no hair. That's a great title for the Netflix uh, you know serial killer docu series that they're gonna produce soon enough. Blood not blood, hair. Blood not hair. Yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> that was his downfall. But he didn't wash his uh, <laughs> didn't wash the. Uh, 
what the is pillow it, the pillowcase. Case? <laughs> <laughs> worst, worst serial killer of all time. <laughs> yeah, right. Didn't use any bleach. Didn't even clean it. It was just cocky as a motherfucker. Didn't, <laughs> didn't, didn't even try. When Hubert's um, got the best of him. Yeah. <laughs> he hit the end of the road. <laughs> um, Want to ask you something here. Yeah. Uh, and this might be... I I don't know. I thought of this because um, not because we're talking about serial killers, um, (laughs) but because I I was recently uh, I recently went down to Florida and I drove. Uh, I decided to drive. Yes. Um, And uh, I was thinking about this and I actually I I stopped at a rest stop uh, one to go to the bathroom, but also to to type this into my notes app uh, to remember (laughs) because I I did want to ask you this. and it's I again. It's not about serial killers, but I guess it could be about serial killers. Yeah, I mean, if but, you thought of it at a rest stop driving from Myrtle Beach to Florida, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this actually was a great rest stop. And there's another thing in here that I wrote down that I just saw as I opened my phone that I that I'll follow up with. But is there <laughs> is there ever uh, would you ever be in ever find yourself in a situation where you would pick pick up a hitchhiker? Okay, can I ask a clarifying question before I answer? Sure. Hitchhiker meaning like the a literal definition of like, I need to go north. Take me as far north as you can, and then I'll get out and get another car that's going north. Or do you mean hitchhiker like, I need a ride across town? Uh, I, no, I, no, I think I mean hitchhiker. Like I'm okay. talking person you see on the road, thumb up, like, you know, when you see in the movies where they're like, where are you going? You know, North hop in and they hop in the back or whatever it is. Or, or even those shows, I guess, where they pick up a hitchhiker and then the hitchhiker ends up killing the person. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. No. So that in that case, no. And the only reason I asked for clarification was because like, I have a memory, a very distinct memory of being like maybe like six or seven years old. And it was like pouring down rain. And I was in the backseat of my mom's minivan and like driving down a road. And there was like, a mother and and like a young mother and young daughter like carrying like four grocery bags and it was like downpour so my mom like pulled over and was like like do you guys need a ride and it was like six blocks away so like that memory because it was formative in my mind it, like if i saw somebody that needed you know the, she a quick ride yeah 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 so okay. like if i saw somebody that needed a quick ride like across town or on the way to where i was going like I would consider that more heavily. I also have a knife in my car and also two fists, thunder and lightning. Um, Jesus. <laughs> no, but I, you know, a, a, like an actual hitchhiker. I don't think so. I think there's too much risk. Do you really have a knife in your car? Yeah. Like a you drive with, knife. you drive with, you drive with, Oh, okay. Yeah. No, is that no, a protection like thing? A, no, no, no. It's more for like, um, I mean, like I can't even tell you the amount of times that I've used it for stuff, but I think the, the biggest thing like drivers that always taught me, like if you need to cut yourself out of your seatbelt, like you should have a blade in your okay. car that can cut through the seatbelt. So it has come in handy for other things. Like it's not, I mean, I guess for a hitchhiker, it wouldn't really be great. Like it's all the way down in the center console. Like I don't have it like out, like easily accessible. Right. Um, but if I ever need it and there have been times where I've used it for things, how arrogant is this? You just mentioned you cut like cutting yourself out of your seatbelt and that like if you get in a rollover or heaven forbid you go off into the into a creek or river or whatever it is. I always have those like especially and I this I I find myself doing this on long drives because I, I tend to kind of just like daydream. Yeah. I always think and I don't know if this is a Hey, this is something that I know I can't, I probably would not be able to succeed in. 
But I always feel like if that were, if I fell in a situation like that, rollover, or if I uh, went off, I, I don't know why I have this weird, disturbing fantasy of like going off the uh, the embankment and like falling into a river or pool of water or something like that. Where yeah, like you the, have the a tiger, the time, the, the Tiger Woods. It's too soon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. But you like you go off the uh, the tunnel or something the tunnel yeah. the fucking bridge that's what yeah. I'm trying to say. Jesus, I'm terrible at telling stories. Um, I knew where you were going. I always think that I'm going to have time and the wherewithal to like take off my seatbelt as it happens or like start rolling up the wi- or down the window so I don't get trapped in the in the car. And I think that's pretty inherently selfish of me and arrogant to think that like. If I got in a car accident, I would know to do all that stuff and not like first things first, preservation of life or preservation of like safety and think uh, like I Jason born this shit and like be okay and get out of it. Also, the, the fact that I think that I'd be okay if I rolled my car is outrageous and feel free to tell me that no, Hunter, like if you rolled your car, you'd get hurt because I know I would. Well, here's the thing. I actually I'm going to do the opposite of that. I'm going to commend you for having those thoughts because I I don't remember really. I don't remember the last time I used my imagination for things outside of work. Like at work, I'm constantly like, obviously like looking at an empty ballpark, trying to imagine what things would look like, like vision board shit. Like, okay, fans are at the gates. They're coming in. Where do I need people? Where do I need things? Like you don't ever daydream. You don't like ever no. daydream about like 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 uh, what's the old like the, the, one of the oldest running daydream fantasies of when you go somewhere like and you girls. think what am I gonna no not that but like where you go to a public place and you go okay if something were to happen yeah so that's you, you don't ever think of that kind of stuff or no, you don't so, even ever think uh, what's the one if you're in like a meeting or something like this Jerry Seinfeld has it I think it's Jerry Seinfeld he has a great bit about this where. It is so boring of a meeting or something is is so dull that he he says something along the lines of, do you ever think, what if I just got up and walked to the window and jumped on out? Like, <laughs> and like, that's the bit. And like, do you ever think, like, I've thought of that stuff. Like, what if, what if I just took this pot of coffee and smashed it over my head? You don't ever uh, think of like stuff like that? No, so I used to. That's the thing is like, I, I have, uh, again, like, more vivid than the story of my mom picking up the the woman and her daughter, like vivid, vivid memories of specific instances. Uh, the DC sniper, while that was going on, yikes! I would often sit in fifth grade. This was fifth grade for me. I would often sit there in class and like think of ways that like, oh, if a sniper came up, like, okay, who would I say first? Like, I'm gonna be the hero. Uh, at, so like, at, yeah. in, in fifth grade. <laughs> yeah, in fifth grade. Um, 9-11 was formative for me. You know, it's art. It's, that's, it's, you know, these kids have TikTok. We had oh, 9-11. Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, you know, it, happened, but, it happened at the perfect age, too. Yeah. Just enough to scare the shit out of you. Yeah, and, and then make you be terrified change, about everything. Yeah. yeah, completely change everything. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. fuck that. Um, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, so I remember doing that. But, like, I... I <laughs> if I get myself to think about those things now, like I can, but it doesn't happen organically. Mm. And I don't know what that means. Right. I mean, cause I'm sure there's some rooted reason for it. Um, 
I mean, it might be because I, uh, quick question before I say this next thing. Have you heard of uh, Neil Postman? Neil Postman. I think he's dead. He's a, he's like a, a no. philosopher, writer. Um, he wrote this book, I think was published in the 80s, called uh, uh, The Need to Be Entertained or, or Always Be Entertained. But he had this theory that like the reason why kids in like colonial times had so much fun running down the road with a wooden wheel and a stick knocking it alongside them was because that was the highest form of entertainment, right? Like the reason Shakespeare's plays did so well was because they were so innovative in providing a new form of entertainment that even if the content wasn't good, and even if nobody in the audience understood what the words meant, it was a new and the highest form of entertainment. And he basically theorized again, like I think in the seventies or eighties, that eventually we would get to the point as a society, uh, almost like Wally future. Like I'm pretty sure the Wally writers were, were postman readers. Um, like when they end up on the ship, just like floating around with a screen four inches in front of their face, like having food delivered to them, like playing like mind games. I think we've kind of reached a point that postman was theorizing about. And I think that I'm like a huge victim of that. We're like literally on the walk, like the, so my building is connected to the rest of my building via a, like a skywalk. So I have to leave my door to walk outside and go into another door to get down to the gym. It's a 30 second walk. I will be watching TikToks on that walk. Like I no longer can go that 30 seconds without being entertained. So I think it, it's partially because I do it like purposefully or subconsciously, I don't really know. I think it changes time to time, but I do constantly find distractions. So like at work, it's work, but like at home, oftentimes I'll have Netflix on and be scrolling Twitter or, and be watching TikToks or, and be on Instagram. Like I can't get enough like stimulation. So again, like I'm sure there's a rooted reason for that. Like why I can't let my mind wander to go do those cool things that it used to do as a kid. Right. But yeah, no, I, so to, to answer your, uh, your initial question, no, I don't think, uh, that, uh, it's obscene for you to have those thoughts that if you did roll off the road, that you would be able to save yourself. And I actually am kind of envious because I think, I, I think I'd like to believe that. But I also think that if the, if my car was rolling off the road, the only thought in my mind would be like, uh, like if I've got like two years of physical therapy ahead of me, Hmm. Is it worth it? I better make this crash good. Yeah, like, like, am, am, am I going to be able to walk out and like get interviewed by the news for it later? Or, yeah. or <laughs> I've, I've, I've had that thought too, where if like, if I'm going to get hurt, make it fucking good. I don't, and I think it goes back. This is going to sound super selfish. I think it goes back to, I don't want to be inconvenienced. And if it's an inconvenience for me, obviously getting in an accident is a big, a huge inconvenience. But if it's, if it's, I want it to be like, I want my car to be totaled. Like I don't want to have to worry about repairing the car and keeping the car going and stuff like just, yeah, Total it, kill it. Yeah. If if you're gonna if you're gonna take me, take me. Like you know, don't make me go through this shit. Yeah, like do. <laughs> like I don't. Uh, do you do you watch or or listen to uh, Tom Segura, the comedian? Yes, I love Tom. Yeah, I love Tom. Segura. So 
Tom and, and Bert Kreischer for like their uh, uh, for their live podcast. They were like filming a scene, like a basketball scene, and Tom fell and like shattered every bone in his right side of his body. So like his arm, his leg, his hip, like everything. And like he was talking about this, like on on uh, his podcast with his wife. Uh, it's like, yeah, you know, like there were points where I was just like, I don't even care anymore. You know? <laughs> <laughs> He's got like a robotic arm attached, so like he can like get nerve feeling back in his fingers. He's got painkillers going into his hip. His foot's like up in a stirrup because he broke you know six bones halfway to Saturn, and he's just like, I, you know, what am I doing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That kind of goes in line. That goes in line with one of his bits where he's talking about how, um, like he's he's done. Like he's 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 hit the point, and uh, he's talking about how people say, "I want to live to be a hundred. and he says something along the lines of, "Like a hundred? Really? Have you seen eighty? Like, yeah. Have you seen seventy? Like my my cousin is that age, and he looks like a goblin." Yeah. <laughs> It is that that is like I often again like going back to like the days where I could daydream uh, as a kid like I would I'd be like oh man like I want to live to be a hundred I want to live to be one hundred and ten I want to live to be one hundred and twenty fucking tuck everlasting give me the water of life like let me live forever like that kind of dude man already at twenty eight I feel physically just so much different than I did at eighteen I mean so I mean. Dude, I might trick myself. I, I might try to, you like, no, I know legally I'll turn 29 this year. I might in my head try to convince myself that I'm turning 28 and then just try to keep that going. Because I think that as soon as I allow myself to hit 30, like physically I'm going to hit 30. But I think that when I couple the mental thought that like, holy shit, I'm 30 with actually physically being 30, I think that's when it's going to really start to suck. I can't think of anything worse than living to 100 to the no. point where you're at, where you're just like you, you're mad that you keep waking up. You're like, I'm done. <laughs> I, I'm done. I'm done with this. I've done everything I want to do. Because uh, you get to a point where you do do everything that you want to do, and then you realize, I think that you're on borrowed time. I, I had, I knew somebody who he's since passed, but he had that same philosophy where once he hit a certain point, he was like, I, I've, I've done everything that I need to do. I've experienced everything that I want to experience. I. I think I've done a good job of enjoying what I've g- given. And now I'm on, I, it's overtime now. And I'm just kind of, I'm ready to go. And I'm at, I'm at peace with that. And I think that that's helped me to realize that I am okay. I was having this conversation with somebody uh, that I'm okay with the idea of death now because it is more about just trying to, and I'm actively trying to do this, uh, try to enjoy what, whatever it is now. Right. And, and, and if, if that's it, like that's it and that's okay. Like I'm okay with the idea that I could get in a massive car accident and that could be it, or the plane could go down or I could get diagnosed with something. I'm okay with that because it's, it's not so much like I want to live to 80 or 90 or a hundred. Like that sounds awful to me. That sounds absolutely terrible to me and I don't want to do that. I just want to enjoy whatever I got to the fullest that I've got and try to have a little bit of fun and you know what? Whatever happened, it is what it is. It is what it is. Dude, 
like there's part of me that's like, oh, this is going to sound so sad. And I don't mean it to be, I really don't. So let me preface this by saying, I don't mean this to be sad. Like, dude, like I have my dream job. Like physically, I feel like healthier than I've ever been in my life. I'm in a great town. I finally picked up my keys to my new apartment today. So I'm starting the moving process. It's going to take like four or five days because I've got stuff here. I've got stuff at my dad's house in Durham. I've got stuff in the clubhouse at work. It's going to be an undertaking. But moving sucks. Pay somebody. Find somebody and pay somebody. I can't. Like the, That's the, the shitty thing about everything is like, so this, this temporary unit that I'm in, I moved in in January. I was supposed to move into my permanent unit February 8th. So I had a storage unit with all my shit from Daytona delivered to Danville on February 8th. Well, guess who didn't get their keys until March 10th? Correct. So I had to unpack the storage unit into the clubhouse at the ballpark because I didn't have anywhere else to put it here. So like I have accumulated two months worth of shit at this apartment. And then I've got two couches, a dresser, two TV stands, a nightstand and a couple lamps in my dad's basement in Durham. (laughs) It's a nightmare. But anyway, anyway, that's beside the point because the, the apartment is great. That was the point. Picked up the keys. The place is incredible. Old refurbished tobacco warehouse. In the corner is a set of stairs that used to be the stairwell for the the warehouse. And I chose the the unit that has the stairs in it. And it's going to be the most beautiful display of bobbleheads and baseball memorabilia that you've ever seen because it's just built in shelving. It's incredible. Anyway, so things are going real well. But I don't know. I don't know if I can say that like I'm like super happy. Like I don't know, you know, like I'm enjoying every day. Like I'm enjoying moments. Like I'm enjoying uh, this. I enjoyed uh, several things that happened today. But like when I see like, and I guess this is all just perception, but like when I read books and like I read philosophers and like religious theory, and then I watch movies and TV shows and like hear people talk, it's like, I think happiness is this thing that I don't know if we can actually obtain, right? Like, I think that it's this in my mind, it's just like so far up the pedestal, but like part of me, the reason I say that is part of me is like, shit, dude, like I'll live to 150 if on the the 150th birthday is when I reach like that level of feeling, like it would be worth it. But then also, again, you know, like, okay, if I hit a patch of ice and I'm rolling off the road, like, uh, how bad is it going to be? You know, I, you know, yeah. that's, that's the question. So, I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> you're talking like Nirvana Buddha shit, man. Like yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. You're talking about that enlightenment stuff. I, I get what you're saying. I don't know. I think um, I had I had this thought because I was watching a uh, I was watching a Mount Everest documentary on Disney Plus. And, uh, I had this thought of like, what is something that you would love to do or say that you did, but no, you never will. Because I think like an Everest thing, but like number one, when I was younger, I watched this video and I can't remember what I think it was just called Everest, but I watched this video and it was this, this was in the nineties cause it was a VHS tape. I think it was made by national geographic and it was by these people that summited Everest. And 
to me at that age or something, like I don't know why I thought that Everest was this like mythical thing, right? It just seemed like it was it like everything you heard about it was this is the tallest mountain in the world. It's like it nobody can summit it. Blah 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 blah. And then as I got older, and this is recent, this is only like a couple years recent, I was thinking to myself, fuck, I could do that. Everest isn't that hard. And I think it was because like, and again, recent, we're talking recent. This is in the last year or so. Do you remember when people, there was news, uh, news outlets talking about the traffic jams on Everest because there were so many people that would try to hike it. Do you remember that at all? Yeah, Do you remember they, any they, of that? Right. Yeah, you, and there's pictures you, of people just lined the entire mountain, like from the, from the last camp to the summit climb. There's just like, it looks like the 405 freeway. That was, there's just so many people there. Like all and the, like, all the summit, like all the camps were at like capacity. Yeah. And there's just everybody there and they're just sitting there on this line, just waiting. And like the Tibetan government is trying to like reduce the number of people that go up and like, they're talking about how just everybody's doing it. And in my head, I'm thinking like, well, fuck it. Like it's becoming just another tourist attraction. And I remember, I can't remember how old I was, but I, I climbed a half dome in Yosemite in California, which is no, like it's, it's a, pretty gnarly hike like half domes a big fucking mountain in yosemite um and i remember that it was in, it was very crowded as we were going up and you're scaling this thing and it's 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 pretty damn vertical and you're holding on to these ropes like it's it but it's not like you like i did it at whatever age i was and i was probably young i don't think i was i don't <laughs> I was think i was probably young i was probably young because i don't think i was driving by then um so i had to have been like 13 maybe 12 something like that that age um but so to go, I, I'm, I'm taking too, way too long explaining this no I um, like but i'm thinking like well fuck like how hard could it be to train for an Everest climb? Like, give me a year if I really set my mind. Cause like, I think it'd be so fucking cool to then be like, I climbed Everest. Like I know I've seen people where there's, they go climb Mount Kilimanjaro and even that's really fucking tough. And that's really cool. So to me, it'd be like, that would be, that's, that's, that's a, such a flex. I climbed the highest mountain in the world. Anyway, I watched this documentary. I've got a better one just for whatever well, it's that. I watched this documentary. I'm right back to going, nope, you're a fucking idiot, Hunter. There's no chance. There's no way. There's no way you could climb Everest. It didn't matter. It doesn't matter how long that you train for. That hike is a death trap. It's insane. And people die and all the time. <laughs> and they just leave them on the side of the mountain there. Like you're walking over dead, frozen bodies. And then you get to the top, right? And then you have to come back down just because you make it to the top. Like, it's not just this like, all right, we're done now. Like you still have to come down and people die on the way down. Cause they get lost. Is it, and I, shit like that. I, I actually, I thought that going, coming down was where most of the deaths happened. I think it is. And I don't know if that's true or not, but like they, they were talking about, um, they were talking about how these, these guys got up there it was, I think it was the first ones to summit Everest or something like that confirmed and they uh, made it up. Sir, sir, uh, sir Edmund, uh, uh, Walter 
uh, Edmund Wal- Walter Scott or something like that. Right? Some, something, some old three person name like that. And they came back down and a, a snowstorm just popped up because it's the, the weather up there is it's, it's another atmosphere, right? Edmund Hillary. Okay. All right. So, as they were coming back down, so they summit and then they come back down and they get hit by this pop-up snowstorm and they got disoriented and lost and they, they got lost. They get froze to death. So like I've gone through full circle where thinking as a kid, this would, this is a magical, mystical, like insane thing to do to then thinking like, Oh, I could fucking do that to then being back to like, fuck no. And so, like, that's something I think would fall in that category to wrap this all up. And I've been just rambling on it now, and I apologize. That that would be something that I would love to be able to say I, I did. I think that would be a really cool thing to do. I know I will never climb Mount Everest, though. And I'm okay with that, even though I think, personally, it would be an incredible accomplishment. It would be super-duper cool. I know I, there's, I'm never getting my ass to that mountain, ever. Ever the most I might I might travel to Tibet to go see it, but there's no chance I'm fucking trying to climb that shit. No chance. I've got a better one. You want to hear it? Yeah. I'd like to start a cult. What? Yeah, but it'll never happen. A like, cult? Yeah, that's that's my thing. Like enough people have climbed Everest. Let them have that. My a thing. Cult. Yeah, a cult. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, think about all the cool, like, cult leaders that are, they're all insane, obviously. But, like, that's one of those things. You know, like, Manson was a cult leader, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, they're all, well, not all, but they're mostly, yeah, just terrible human beings who have superiority complex and, like, terrible, terrible personality disorders, for sure. They, like, eat people, bro. Mm, Some, some, some. Uh, But, like, I mean, I don't know. Look, I know a lot of very kind Mormons. It could be argued that the Church of Latter-day Saints is a, just a giant cult. I, I mean, like, so it's, I'm, I'm just saying they're not all terrible. But I would love to create an idea. Th- this, is, this is what I'm getting at. I would love to create an idea that is so outlandish that a small group of people is like, uh, sounds right to me, and then just blindly follow it. Like that, that would be my thing. That's, that's like the, the, it's never going to happen. Just like you're saying, like, you're never going to get to Tibet, like to climb Everest, right? Like I'm never going to come up with an idea that starts a cult. Like if there was a reason to go down in history, that would be a pretty neat one is all I'm saying. (laughs) With, with what kind of idea? Do you have any, any sort of, okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. But like something consider. Okay. So like flat earthers, would you consider them a cult? That's a cult, right? No. Or is uh, that or is that just a conspiracy? Uh, yeah, I think I think it's just extremist. I think it's an ideology that uh idiots believe. So you so you couldn't have that. You'd want you you want like I I, I want a compound. You want you want, <laughs> you want Waco. No, Waco. Okay, so David, that a, Koresh is an insane person and a correct. murderer, and that's not good. <laughs> correct. No, so that is that's a bad cult. Um, have you seen Wild Wild Country on Netflix? That was another. No, I have not. So, <clears throat> um, 
I don't I mean, it was just basically, it was a religious commune and then they became militarized and then fought the state. And it was terrible. Uh, I feel like that's every cult though. Yeah, yeah. Every there's cult not, ends up doing that. Yeah, so there's not a lot of good ones. But again, like if you're going to choose something to like go down in history for that not many people have done, I just think starting a cult is a pretty cool one. <laughs> that's Jesus. all I'm saying. <laughs> The only other the other thought that I had too, and not just Everest, and this is this is why I think your cult idea is just so I I was taken very much aback. Um because the other one would be I want to go down to the Mariana Trench. I want to go down into the to the deepest part of the the ocean. I think if anything, I honestly believe I have a better chance of going down to the bottom of the Mariana Trench than I do climbing Everest. That being said, I I I think doing that, going down in that trench, is ten thousand times more terrifying Correct. than trying to climb Everest. Absolutely, and, and I think it's the fact that just you're going, you're you're literally. You're how deep, like that's miles down. It's like thousands of miles down. Dude, the ocean is a Dude, the ocean. Place. Yeah, the ocean's terrifying. <laughs> I mean, like we act like sharks are scary, bro. The Okay, so here's two things. Two things that humans are scared of. The deep web and sharks. Those are two things that we can see. You cannot see the deep ocean where there are way bigger and scarier things than sharks. Yeah, no, and and I think I don't even know if it's like a it, yeah, sure, it is a fear of sharks. I I do think there are people that that think like for me, I a bucket list item uh, for me is to go great white shark cage diving. Like I would love to go to Australia or go to South Africa and get in a cage and and see the great whites. Um, even like Guadalupe Island down in Mexico, I think that would be really cool. I also know that. Like before I did it and during I during it, I would be shitting myself. I think it would be because like you're looking at this apex predator that's that uh you know it lives in the imagination. Like I love sharks. I grew up I loved sharks. I always thought they were the coolest thing. I have a fucking shark painting in my uh living room. I love sharks, but I also know that I would be fucking terrified of it. But I think with that comes this deep respect for this this incredible fucking animal that being said like i would probably fuck myself by watching those videos of when the shark somehow gets into the fucking cage have you ever seen those those videos they're fucking terrifying and like they always show them on shark week and they interview like they interview the people that were stuck in the cage and like they always say like at the time you know we knew something was wrong and but we were very calm and you know the calmness saved us or whatever you're like fuck you like i just want somebody to be like like, no, I was shitting myself. There's a great white in my fucking cage that's not supposed to be there. I was shitting myself. I thought I was going to die. Yeah, I'm just not I'm just not going to do that. By the way, the <laughs> Mariana Trench is uh, approximately 36,200 feet deep. Yeah, so that's way that's, too many that's, feet. That's mind, mind-boggling. It's, mind-boggling. It's too many feet. Yeah, I mean, like once, once you hit a certain amount of thousands of feet, the it doesn't matter. It's just too many. It's almost like once you have a certain amount of money, it doesn't matter because you'll never be able to spend it. You know, like uh, yeah. once you once you hit that point, it just it's just asinine. I, I yeah, man, I, seven I, miles. That's seven miles. That's that's insane. I mean, like I don't even like the ocean, like just like walking in. So that's definitely not going to be me. Also, I just. Yeah. 
like I understand that like, oh, there's like cool experiences and stuff, but like I'm not taking that kind of a risk. I don't Would you, you know, go like, skydiving? Oh yeah, for sure. You'd go skydiving? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's I, I mean and I'm terrified. Even though of heights, that's an that's that's an inherent risk. Yeah, but what it's far shoot, less. What if the sh- what if the chute doesn't open? Yeah, but the percentage nowadays, so I actually know the guy, he was a member of my rotary in Deland that uh, has like six patents on um, parachute safety technology that all of them now belong to the United States military, but he created and invented all these things that like once those got like attached to chutes, like the percentage of, of, you know, like either the primary or backup not opening is like microscopic, microscopic. Also, even if that happens, the death would be instantaneous. So like that, that's the other, like it's a comforting thought of like, Hey, if you're falling from 10,000 feet or whatever, not 10,000, but like however many feet you're jumping from, as soon as you hit the ground, it's over. You know, like, the, so yeah, the, the hard, the hardest part is knowing that it's coming to an end, but once oh, yeah. you do it, like, yeah, you're not going to suffer. Yeah, no. exactly. It goes back. It, it's like the car crash thing. Yeah. Like if you're going to go make it, make it go. And, and that being said, drowning scares the shit out of me for that exact dra- reason. Drowning is terrible. Drowning, I think is absolutely terrible. Which again, it's terrible. The, the ocean, not the way for me to go. See, I love, and see, that's the problem. Like I love the ocean, I think, but loving the ocean is also the same as having respect for something that you don't quite understand and know that it's not in your control like that's also like every time you go into the ocean i know i am not in i'm not in control like i'm a great swimmer i love the water i love you know scuba diving i love doing all this stuff in there but i also realize like i'm not in control that's not my that's not my territory if and if a shark gets me a shark gets me if i drown i drown that's it just make it painless um (laughs) i feel like if you fall on um going back to skydiving though the if the shoot comes out, you could still probably when you land is going to be the most dangerous. Like, did you see, um, this you was could break your ago. legs. Yeah. Did, and this was weeks ago, but did you see, uh, the, the bachelor? Clip? No. So, so <laughs> Sammy showed this to me. Um, a friend of the program, she showed this to me. I, I didn't, see it i didn't even see it on twitter like it, it was like days after and and she because we were talking about skydiving and she was like did you see this this video of one of the contestants and i was like no no i didn't and i knew it was gonna be good because like as she's explaining it to me she's like laughing which a <laughs> giveaway if someone's doing that i get really excited because i know the story is gonna be good yeah look this shit up because she got molly whopped molly whopped into into the ground we're talking uh, face first <laughs> landing and like, i saw this going how does this fucking happen like, i mean that sounds terrible and it, and it looked like the parachute didn't even help honestly honest to god it looked like the parachute didn't do a damn thing oh my god her instructor is terrible (laughs) wait like but what is he doing Uh, that being said uh uh, what is i'm so confused watching this (laughs) what skydiving still on the top of my bucket list that and uh, great white shark cage so do you actually have like a a bucket list like if not like actually physically written out like you have a running list of things that like are in your head that you can like recall at a moment's notice uh i don't have it like written down at all i have things that i'd like to do though that i know i want to do um 
skydiving's one. Great white shark cage diving. Rocky Mountain Antarctic. climbing. Going Go, 2.7 uh, seconds on a bull made yeah. formation. <laughs> or bull name formation. <laughs> um, took me, by the way, side note, took me forever to realize what those lyrics meant. Yeah, I mean, I saying? just, I know what they are, but I just butchered them trying to talk out loud didn't, with them. But so. didn't, didn't realize that it was a bull named Fu Manchu. I didn't know what the named part of the, oh, of the song was for oh, the longest. I like just thought it was like, with a Fu bull, Manchu? I, I just thought it was like bull and then like word and then Fu Manchu. <laughs> I never really realized <laughs> until very recently that it was bull named Fu Manchu. Um, in, incredible. Um, but uh, go to, <laughs> go to going to Antarctica's one. That's another okay. one that I really want to okay. do. Um, I, I think I think that would be uh, really really fucking tight. Like, do you have and anything that you'd like to do there, or just going? Like, do, do you want to like? I want to go. Okay, I want to go because if I go, that means I've been to every single continent. Wait, have, you, have, have would, you been to the other six already? I have. I've been to Europe. I've been to Asia. I've been to Australia, and I've been to Africa. What about South America? I've been in, I've been to South America. Wow. South America was the Galapagos and, uh, uh, Oh, is it Brazil? No, it wasn't Brazil. Uh, Ecuador. Wow. Um, Australia has been, uh, both the East coast, which is like Sydney yep. and Cairns, yep. and then also Western Australia and Perth, Perth, Western Australia. Uh, yeah. Perth, Perth, also Perth. Uh, Asia was, uh, Myanmar a few years ago. Whoa. Um, and Africa was uh, Uganda, uh, and that's where I we did the mountain gorilla trekking and stuff, yeah. which is something I, I don't. It's I, it's not a bucket list item because I've already done it, but I want to do it again. Um, and then Europe has been all over all over the place. Uh, another place I do want to go back though. I want to go to. Um, I really want to go to Greece. I think Greece would be fun, um, and I also really want to go back to Normandy. Normandy was insane. I uh, I would love to do the Mediterranean, like hit hit Greece, Italy, you know, like the the whole dude. I would love it, love it. I want to do it on one of those yachts, like in below deck med. Oh, I Have thought you, you were going to seen... say like uh, like in Wolf of Wall Street. Before well, they like it's, to, that's run. essentially the same. That's yeah. essentially the same thing. But have you seen? Have you seen any of the blow decks? I series? haven't. I have not. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> you talk about okay, okay. You you talk about a commoner seeing a level of lifestyle or a level of affluency that they will never obtain. That's a show where if you watch it, you realize just how fucking poor you are because after one fucking episode <laughs> of watching Below Deck Med, I fucking started Googling these kind of charters. When the website doesn't list the price, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. you know. I, and so I was not content with that. I wanted to know. And so I kept Googling and kept Googling. This shit's like 25 grand. And then... Just to go go on the trip. Just to like go, right? Just to have the boat or something ridiculous like that. And then I wasn't even content with that. And then I started dividing out, well, if I invited like 10 other friends and we all split it evenly, then maybe could we like... And not even that, like... 
it, it like nothing nothing made me realize how how poor i am than that show i want to do it so badly i will never have the means to though <laughs> i that's yeah okay so that's wait that's that's a sad story go back to the fun part about uh what were you saying okay going to antarctica what what's next on your list skydiving going to antarctica skydiving going to antarctica uh great white shark cage diving yep. really honestly oh uh hitting all 30 ballparks because okay. it's something that okay. my mom and i started back in like yeah. elementary school or yeah. middle school we have not finished it yet um that's something i'd want to do but like that's the other thing too there's new ballparks pop up every single fucking year it seems like it's gonna be impossible also just my line of work i probably won't be able to do it yeah um anytime soon anytime soon yeah yeah for sure um that's that's on there uh that's on there for sure um but other than that i don't really have like a list i don't write down things that i think that like i'd i'd want to to really do um I've always thought that I'd like I'd like to go hunting, like on a hunting trip, um, like for a gigantic fucking elk or something like that. Like where it's like you can tell which Netflix shows I've been watching. And I started watching Meat Eater, which is that Steve Steve Ranella guy. Um, and like that shit makes it's me want to go like it's pronounced Canella and it's Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> That shit makes me want to go like hunt and like I want to go what I really want to do. I, I said elk, but what I really want to do, I want to go to Texas and I want to go hunt the invasive wild boar that are out there that like fuck shit up and it's open season because they're super invasive. They kill everything that's out there. Like they fuck up ranchers or whatever. They kill the dogs. They fuck up the 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 vegetation and all that. I want to go out there and I want to go hunting for one of those fucking wild boar. Uh, there are wild boar in Florida and uh, I almost ran into a pack of them. Like literally like when I was running That's one night. Terrifying. Yeah, That's dude, terrifying. That's terrifying. You can hear kill them. You. you can hear they them. They will kill you. They, they are, will kill you. Yeah, they're scary. Like that's, that was one of the most scary things that, and like, uh, like, like copperheads, like almost stepping on a copperhead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same yeah. thing is like you don't even see them. And then like, oh, you feel a little pinch. And then you look down. You're like, oh, fuck. I got venom flowing through my body that'll end me if, unless I get you know, to a hospital. <laughs> oh, and the timer's up. Yeah. <laughs> get to the hospital yeah. now. <laughs> I think that would be cool. Like uh, going – I know they, they also have them in um, – they have them in Hawaii too. And you can go bow hunting for them. I'm not nearly good enough to – to do that i think going on a, a wild boar hunt and again this is something because it is an invasive species it is population control like i don't think i don't think there's like to me there's no there's no honor in going out like those people that go to like africa to go kill an elephant like oh, i yeah, don't yeah, no, no, no. get how you can look at an animal like that and be like yes, I want to shoot that and hang that up on my, like, to me, that's just disgusting. But if it's an invasive species like a boar, that's fucking shit up or something like a turkey. I've gone turkey hunting before. Um, something big like that, I think would be where, where you're, you're doing it safely, legally, you're doing it in the name of conservation or you're going to eat and you're going to eat what you take. And like, it's yeah, done yeah, in yeah. a way that keeps populations healthy. I think something like that would be would be cool um 
maybe even like a like a fishing kind of trip or something along those lines where like you go and you're uh you got like the 3000 pound marlin or some shit like that and i know marlins <laughs> aren't 3000 pounds but something something cool like no that. i've also been watching a lot of wicked tuna too yeah i'd have i would have no <laughs> idea how much any of those weigh um I, like there are things that i i have like in my mind that i would like to do but i i feel bad for not having like active plans to do them um like I've been to Red Rocks, but I've never seen a show at Red Rocks. Like I think that would be awesome. Okay. Um, also, just a super cool place to go, and like great hiking trails around the amphitheater. Uh, would love to go to the Tour de France. Um, like I'd love to be there for like maybe like six days, so I could see uh, like one of the rides through the Alps, and then be in Paris, like around like Champs Elysees when they like finish um, and just like see the trophy presentation. I, I think the, like winning the tour de France is like the, the pinnacle of athletic achievement, like riding thousands of miles over cobblestone and through the, the Alps in a 24 day period or whatever they do it in. Like it's absolutely insane. And it's why I still love Lance Armstrong dude. Fucking it's not cheating. It's not cheating. No human being can do what they did without a little bit of blood doping, whatever. Anyway. But um, isn't that the point though? Yeah. But, that, but if, if 24, eight. 24 of 27 in a 27 year period, 24 winners, <laughs> We're blood doping. So it's not even like, it's the same thing as like Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, like okay. Clemens pitching two bonds. Okay. It, who has the advantage? It's just, right. It's, so it, it's not the act. It's not the act of the cheating because in your mind, since everyone's doing it, you just, and, and even though it's not, it, it's not like, and I don't know how against the rules it was, but if you're essentially the playing tests. field, he was, pa- he yeah, was getting the, the, tested the, every day and passing tests every day. Yeah. The, 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 and, and the playing field is essentially level because if everyone's doing it, you know, like if you don't do it, you're not going to win and you're going to fall behind everybody. So you, you do it to, to stay. Everybody else on the U S postal service and discovery channel teams were also blood doping. They just weren't as fast as Lance, which is why Lance was always being pushed to the front. It was because he was the fastest. Like same thing with Floyd Landis two years after. Do you think Lance Armstrong is the same as in the sense of Barry Bonds that even with they took somebody who was already no. like the the analogy the analogy that I've heard with Bonds is he was a Ferrari already mm-hmm. before he started taking jet fuel, which then turns him into a rocket ship. Uh, Is Lance Armstrong the equivalent of that? No, for one reason. Uh, going through and beating testicular cancer in you know, like the late 90s, early 2000s, when technology wasn't was what it was or what it is today. So, like, if okay. Barry Bonds, if Barry Bonds was a great basketball or a great baseball player, and then had cancer, and then took steroids then it would be comparable. But like Lance, like that was the thing. And that's the other part of his story. Like he raised, I mean, I don't even know how many tens of millions of dollars. It's like, okay, so he was an asshole. He still is an asshole. He's selfish. Yeah. Like those are all true statements, but 
in my mind. Is it more than an asshole, though, when you go out of your way to try to systematically destroy everyone else that will oppose you or try to silence people in the ways that he did. I mean, the, the stuff asshole. that he, the stuff that he did, like he systematically destroyed not only people's careers, but, but essentially their lives it, all in the name of keeping this quiet. I, I wouldn't say that it was in the name of keeping it quiet. I would say that it was, uh, it's fight or flight and he chose fight. He he chose. I mean, he chose fight. So so, but that but like to me, I think that's like that's the human nature decision. Is like if you're put in the position that he put himself in, right? Like nobody else put him in that position. But once he put himself in that position, the options are continue to fight for everything that I've been acting like is the truth, or you know, tell the truth. And then right. run away, and he chose and it's fight. <laughs> and it, and because of, yeah, no, he, he chose violence for sure. Uh, and, it, <laughs> he woke and it's every, impossible he woke up every day and chose violence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's impossible in your mind, and I think in the minds of a lot of people too, to to, neg- to that completely negates the good things that he did in the name of cancer research. Like I I think I think that's where a lot of people uh, would have have issue with just reconciling with whether it's an athlete or an artist or a hero that you know may like you said be an asshole right like you you woke up and chose violence but in a very real sense did something very very good like it's just inherently good to raise money for cancer research like that's a good thing to do and i mean and even more than that like uh there was a woman who spoke in the um i don't know if it was e60 or 30 for 30 but the the ESPN docu series that they did on him at some point over quarantine, yet. it's great. Yeah, I, it's, I, it's really I need well to watch done. it. I, ha- really I have well not done. watched it yet. If anybody has an ESPN Plus uh, login out there, I've I've got one. I'll trade you. I, I got you. I what got do you, you. What do you want? What do you oh, want? Oh no, you gave me your uh, Hulu that one uh, the Giants Washington football game or Washington Are you still football using that? game. No, I used it that one night, but it's like ESPN Plus. I don't think has a restriction on um, how many devices. Mm. I don't think we'll find out. Um, but, uh, I don't like, there's a woman that spoke that said, um, like beyond the money, like Lance was the first person, uh, specifically with testicular cancer to be so open about it. Because I think like up to that point, men who had testicular cancer felt emasculated by it. So they weren't right. going to be open and open and honest about it. And Lance was also the first person uh, to publicize the um, non-immediate medical effects of cancer. So pregnancy complications, um, you know, uh, for younger patients, developmental complications. Um, and a lot of people felt like he gave a voice to people that otherwise had to like internalize these problems that they were facing because at that point in time, it wasn't widespread knowledge and there were no, you know, open communications between, you know, cancer fighters about some of these other issues. And like he provided a voice. So again, like I, I think I can acknowledge that he is, he's a huge dick. Um, and there are, I think like three or four people specifically that he just absolutely steamrolled um, and I feel terrible for those four people, but, uh, like George Hincapie 
who was on the U.S. Postal Service team with him and on the Discovery Channel team with him. Like, you know, like you were blood doping too, dog. Like, don't sit here and say that you were only doing it because Lance was doing it. Every team, every team on tour was doing it. Like, uh, not every rider, but every team was doing it. So that, like, the, the quote-unquote cheating portion of his career is is neither here nor there to me. Um, and then when it comes down to, again, the good that he did for millions and the bad that he inflicted on those three or four people, I'm not saying that he's not an asshole for doing them. And I'm not saying that I don't feel terrible for them, but, like, I'm not ready to write him off. Like, I just can't, I don't, I don't think I can like mentally, I don't think I can do it. I think that's a very rational way of looking at things. I don't know. I I forget where this even started. Um, What were we talking about? What, what was the, Oh, tour de France. I would love to go. I would love to go. Uh, That's where it all started. I would love to go to the tour de France. Um, Like, I don't, I don't know, dude. Like, I don't like that's, that's pretty much. Okay. So like selfishly, I would love to watch the Yankees win a World Series, like in person. But you know, like, what are the chances? I don't think also though that that counts as a buck. Well, I guess it does count. You could say, yeah, if you wanted to say like, I want to be there to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that, that could be a bucket list item. Yeah, sure, okay. So like that, th- I would add something like that to my list. Like I would want to go to a World Series when the Angels are playing. Like, yeah, that's something that I've I would love to do. Um, love to go to a Super Bowl. <laughs> when the Steelers are playing. Yeah. I think that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, I would love to go to the masters. I think that would be really cool. Um, yeah, I think that stuff counts. That's, it I mean, doesn't matter. Most minor that's the, and that's the, but that's the good thing. Like it doesn't matter. Like your bucket list is your bucket list. Like that's the thing too, is, is it, who cares if your bucket list is to, to solve a, million piece puzzle then fucking that's your bucket list item like i don't know i that sounds that sounds terrible <laughs> a million pieces whatever ten thousand five thousand one thousand what, what's a big puzzle nowadays like what's a really gnarly puzzle piece Can like i i mean five thousand is is a huge number in my mind like i've done some thousand i've never done a five thousand You've done a thousand piece puzzle. Oh yeah. Yeah. My mom's a big puzzler. So, uh, like when we would go like up to the mountains or like down to the beach and like rent a cabin or a, uh, you know, like an Airbnb or whatever with like me and her and my sister, oftentimes you, the places she the, found on purpose did not have TVs. Uh, so we, we would do a lot of puzzles. <laughs> yeah, a lot of puzzles. Oh, that's <laughs> the worst. Oh my God, that's the worst. If you go out of your way <laughs> to punish yourself. Yeah. Oh man. Well, and uh, like the, it's, it's not funny. It's funny to me. Um, like I got real good at puzzles. I got real good at puzzles. And now like over Christmas, my mom and sister will get a puzzle and like put it on the puzzle table and like they'll work on it, you know, like over the four or five days around the holidays. And they tell me very strictly to not touch the puzzle. Cause I'll fucking finish that shit, dude. I'm not even trying to brag. I will fucking knock that puzzle out of the park. Like I'm so good at color matching. Whatever the opposite of color blind is, I'm color visionary. That's what I am. I'm color visionary. (laughs) (laughs) Did I tell you about the story? This was, this was, it's coming up on a year now because it was just starting. It was probably about a month into the quarantines or so where my, my mom showed me a picture of a puzzle that she did 
like she had called me on FaceTime or something like that. And this was like peak, maybe not even the peak of it. Like we were still like, this was like Tiger King times. Yeah. Yeah. It might've been Tiger King time. Or love is blind times. I never really watched love is blind, but around, around those, around it, it basically people locked down. And, uh, and, uh, I remember, uh, because my mom was one of those folks just who, because she was, you know, in that, that high risk category, she was 70 years plus, whatever, blah, 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 work in hospitals. And uh, she had just, she shut herself down, right? Shut, shut herself up. And she, I guess she, uh, she was big on, on puzzles. And I remember FaceTiming with her and she was so excited to show me this puzzle. It was one that she had gotten from the zoo down in San Diego. And, um, and she was so excited that she had done it. And she had showed me progress as she was doing it. And like, that was her thing that she would do at home and just kind of wind down. I, I love it. And, honestly. <laughs> oh, it was such a, it's such a, it's such an old pure person thing to do. And so she shows me this puzzle on FaceTime and she's all excited. And, you know, I, I'm pretty stoked for her, whatever, you know, and I was like, that's really cool. Like you crushed it, you know, saying all these things, you know, connecting with mom. And then <laughs> like, <laughs> And then a week later or so, I get a package delivered and it's this box from mom. And I'm thinking, oh, fuck yeah. I had like a care package. Like I'm going to have snacks, the candy she might have sent. Like, I don't know what she's like. This is cool, right? You ever get the care packages from your parents at college and you're like, you're set. So that's what I thought it was. I open up the box and it's the fucking puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and there's a note in there that said like now your turn. Like now you try it or something. <laughs> and I remember texting her being like taking a picture being like, "Oh, that's awesome." She was like, "Yeah, like I just knew how excited you were about it." So like now, like now you can do it. Like enjoy, have fun. <laughs> and it <laughs> it was such a pure thing for her to do and um, I wasn't going to try to do it. Like I'm not a puzzle guy, but she kept asking me about it. Anytime we would talk on the phone or she would text, she's like, how's the puzzle coming? And so uh, with enough asking, I kind of had to, to do the puzzle, uh, and at least like, look like I'm trying to do it. And I started sending her pictures and then I actually got into it. I actually started getting yeah, into yeah, it. Of course you did. Cause it's fun. Yeah, and uh, and I, we might have even talked about this on on the show. I, I don't even remember, but I got frustrated that it was that I just wasn't good at it. Like I couldn't figure it out, and I like I just could. I don't know why I could not figure it out, and uh, I ended up giving up. Um, and I and I haven't touched it. It's actually in the box and put away. Did you break um, up the, what you had done, or did you put in? Like, did you pick up and? Put, no, no, put I, in? no. I I broke it all up. Oh, uh, it's a, a, if you ever if you come back, we can do we can do the puzzle. Dude, we'll we'll but knock it out real quick. It was uh, it was like a three four week adventure. It was on my on my coffee table in the living room, and that's what I would do. I'd turn on Netflix and I would just sit there and try to make this puzzle. Ended up getting way too frustrated <laughs> with it and gave up. Um, and that's one thing that still kind of bothers me a little bit: the fact that I gave up and I couldn't complete a task. So, dude, it's a uh, <laughs> I, I dude. That's I think that's what I like about them is um. Like it's tangible, you know, like goal hitting, like goal setting and goal hitting. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like you sit down and you like, you look at, you know, like a 500 piece puzzle, like you open the box and you're like, oh my God, look at all this cardboard. 
And then you look at, you know, the box cover and you're like, holy shit, one day yeah, this is going to look yeah. like this. And then when it's and done, you do it. And then you did it. It feels good. It's like yeah. my, my favorite puzzle of all time, I think, was a uh, Frosted Flakes boxes through the years. So Tony the Tiger, the orange on Tony the Tiger has changed ever so slightly, like through the decades. So to the untrained eye, you look at this and you're like, oh my God. This is just 12 Frosted Flakes boxes. All of the pieces are tiger print. Like, how am I supposed to put this together? But to someone who's, what did I call myself? A color visionary? To somebody who's a color visionary, oh, dude, that was that was a great one. That was a great one. You see what I did there? Because they're great. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, I came up <laughs> with that on the spot, by the way. <laughs> Um, my mom actually uh, got one of her Christmas presents from uh, one of her friends who now lives in Colorado. Um, and if you're unfamiliar with the state of Colorado, uh, not only is there natural beauty, but also a great art scene. Um, if you like art and shit, Colorado is a great place to be. And uh, my mom's friend who lives there sent her a 3D puzzle for Christmas. Now, when I saw the box, I was thinking oh my God, is this a holographic puzzle? Right? Like, Cause that was my mind. I was like, Oh, 3d, like that's going to be cool. As shit. <laughs> no, it was just like raised pieces. So instead of like a little piece, like a normal puzzle piece, they were like, you know, three centimeters thick, but each piece was shaped like a different animal. And then you had to put all the animals together and it made a wolf. And it was like a, like a super cool, like rainbow, like Northern lights, swooshing across the wolf like dude it was a pretty cool puzzle even though i I think it was pretty 2d at the end of the day i think the box lied i don't think it was 3d that's something though that you could invent and make little side side hustle money (laughs) make a a holographic puzzle and have it come with 3d glasses like the remember the the plastic ones the paper ones and you have to wear the glasses to put together the puzzle you imagine the people you'd fuck up with that shit Oh my God. If you tried to put together a 3D puzzle and you had to wear 3D glasses to put it together, you could, you would, seriously, you could rock the next pandemic. And that's all people would want to do. And it would catch on the amount of people that smoke weed and do drugs to do this thing. Like you could ruin people's lives. Dude, what about, what about if you did a holographic 3D puzzle and it was of Tupac? And then when you complete the puzzle at, Co- at Coachella, <laughs> uh, yes, the hologram, the hologram performs a song for you. <laughs> so, so that's the tangible reward of completing the task is that you get to hear Tupac do Hail Mary in holograph form. <laughs> I like it. I, I don't hate it. I, I really don't. I, I don't know where to start, but I like the concept. I, I do too. I do too. <laughs> um, as we recorded this, uh, we asked people to say hello to you. Some shout outs. Let's, uh, dude, I let's hate, go. I hate these. I mean, I love everybody. Let's Fuck. go ahead. Oh, and, okay. Uh, hey, do, do me a favor. Cause we have to talk about this. Save Jeff's for last. Okay. Okay. Um, let's go ahead and, and, and do that. I, what I want you to do is I want you to try to give this person uh give this person some advice 
or give them a, a nugget of wisdom. Okay. Right. So you don't necessarily have, like not it like specifically like let's say it was me. You'd specifically be like Hunter, you need to see your therapist more often. Like that's not something like that. But like a, <laughs> like, a <laughs> but like like a like a like a nugget of wisdom or whatever. Okay. And so all the, all of these folks, and so we'll start um, and we'll just go through. Okay. We'll start with uh, with friend of the program Amanda. Um, she says, "Hey, what's up?" Hello, with a little wavy emotion, emoji, emotion, emoji. Um, give some, give, give some wisdom to the snapbackers. Okay, well, I'm I'm running in my head through the lyrics of Trap Queen, and unfortunately, there are no lyrics of Trap Queen that can be construed as a nugget of wisdom because I would have loved to piggyback off of the Hey What's Up Hello to then talk about something else from Trap Queen, but since I can't, and I know I've said this before, but it is important because it's a rule that I follow stringently. And Hunter, you're going to be my eyewitness here. Amanda, if you don't already, ABBC, always be burning candles. It's important. He's And he's got a candle. He's got a candle lit. And it's right bourbon now. smelling. It's It smells of bourbon. Um, all right. That's good. So exactly. This is good. This is good. I like this. Um, wasn't sure if it was going to work. I don't know uh, if it continued or will continue to or not. We'll see. N- next up is a friend of the program, Lucas. He says, Ayo. Me and Lucas have had some fun back and forths as well on the Twitter machine. Um, Lucas, the most important part of the day is breakfast, right? Even if it's just a granola bar, even if it's just a banana out the door, or if you have time to make yourself a nice avocado toast and poached egg, just make sure that you're eating breakfast. And yes, coffee is important, but have a glass of water. Start your day with some hydration as well as nutrition. That was, that was good. That was really good advice. <laughs> Do you eat breakfast every morning? Uh, not every morning. I need to follow my own advice. Not every Do you drink water at least? Uh, after my coffee. It's actually gotten really bad. I've started drinking eight cups of coffee every morning. Oh my lord. <laughs> Your heart's going to stop. I, 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 asked that, I asked that because I, I'm trying to... Yeah, the shaking. You're shaking hand. Hand. My hand. Yeah. My hand shakes visibly yeah, now. You're, yeah, yeah <laughs> it's like you've got fucking early onset Parkinson's. Yeah. Holy smokes, man. <laughs> um, fuck. Uh, no, I asked that because uh, I I tried to, and I know you don't like New Year's resolutions, um, but <laughs> one one going into the new year, and especially uh, after my birthday, I was kind of like, dude, I gotta I gotta get into better shape, and not in the sense of like I'm gonna go work out five days a week or six days a week and get shredded up. Like I just want my shirts to fit better. <laughs> um, <laughs> like. <laughs> Um, so I've started really trying to drink more water and like, or just be hydrated and, uh, at least eating something in the morning. I'm terrible at eating breakfast. So, um, just, just little, little things that hopefully in some way will in the long run, make my shirts fit a little bit better. Dude, It is. It's crazy. Like along the, the breakfast lines, like you think like, Oh, like if I don't eat breakfast, like that's less calories or whatever. But yo, if you don't eat something, when you wake up, your metabolism doesn't have a reason to start. So it all stores. It just stores that shit, which is crazy. It's like, I usually like, I'll try to have, um, 
I'm a huge fan, massive fan. If you guys haven't had them, they're like 250 at Target. It's worth getting a box even if you hate them. Uh, like the like uh, Nature Valley uh, trail mix bars. It's like obviously Nature Valley makes great granola bars, period. But the trail mix ones with cranberries and almonds, dude, it's like waking up in the morning and like eating like a treat. Like it doesn't even taste like breakfast. It's like, uh, like dude, it's delicious. Delicious. And sometimes I'll even eat two of them. I, you know, whatever. And then that's actually the problem is they come in boxes of six. And if I eat two of them two days a week and I only go grocery shopping one day, that's why I don't end up having breakfast on the other day because I got overzealous and ate two of my granola bars instead of one. So running through them, yeah. running through them. Yeah. Um, all right. Next up is a uh, former guest and friend of the program, Amanda. She says, this is Amanda Aguilar, not Amanda Weaver. Uh, Amanda Aguilar says, hello with a happy face emoji. Okay. So here's a piece of advice. It's also definitely not how she would say that. No, definitely not. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to bring it up. That's, that's on you. <laughs> that's, uh, she's not Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> um, here's, here's a piece of advice that Amanda herself does not need to adhere to. I've actually kind of been rejuvenated through her demonstration of this advice over the past couple of weeks. But for the rest of the snapbackers, be vocal about the things you believe in and stand up for the things you believe in. Even when everybody that's around you doesn't want to hear it, if you know that it's true and you know that it's right, never back down. And I think Amanda has done a great job of doing that on multiple fronts uh, over the last few weeks. Uh, so again, not necessarily advice for her, but for everybody else. Believe in what you believe in and don't take shit from anybody for it. Hey. That's pretty good. Um, that's great. That was great. Uh, Holly is next up. She says, hi, Austin, wavy emoji. Hi, Hunter, wavy emoji. Uh, okay, so this is this is, oh, this is an interesting one because this is both specifically for Holly, but then also for everybody else as well. Get the tattoo that you want to get. Get the tattoo that you want to get. Uh, dude, I now have, I, I got two, I, I had zero forearm tattoos uh, before quarantine started. And now I have th- technically three, but one's underneath my watch band. I have not gotten a single negative look. Like I wear short sleeves, huge uh, short sleeve button down guy. If you don't follow me on Instagram, then you don't know that. But if you do, you definitely do. Dude, I'm a huge fan of short sleeve button downs. They're comfortable, they're formal, they fit well, and they show off the forearm test, which again, I have not gotten a single negative look for. Uh, I think they count as professional now. So go get that tattoo. Go get it. That stigma is changing for sure. Oh, yes. 100%. In, in, in a great way. Yeah, no, absolutely. 100%. Um, I am getting another. Uh, I'm getting another Was one. This I'm getting ten. Uh, this is one, two, three, four. No, five. This will be six. This will be number six. I'm not close to ten. I'm at six. I'm at five right now. One, two. No three, way. Four, five. Yeah, I'm at five right now. This will be six. Wait. Okay. So wait. You have the. You have the words. We, you have the we've palm got, tree. We got yeah, we've got the the, the positive vibe movement. Yep, you've got palm tree. Not the good we've shit. The, yep, we've got the two. We've got Liza and Percy yep. on either arm, and then we've got and you've got Charles, Charles on 
Charles is popping. Wait, I got, I got six. Is that six? One, two, three, four. No, that, no, that should shit. be five. Yeah, that should be five. I, this 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 will be this will be six coming up. Do it's you, the the Trevor Hall lyrics. Oh, where are you getting them? I'm doing it on the forum. Hey, oh, yeah, 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 gonna do it on the forum. We, we we yeah, we've talked about it offline. Yeah. of of the the design on it. Um, and unfortunately, I, I was gonna have it about two weeks ago, and I had to push it for, um, uh, for some reasons. So it got rescheduled to uh, this coming up Monday. With, so we're recording. Uh, with Randy? It, it, no, with Chris. With Chris, okay. who uh, Chris is his apprentice, who is now no longer an apprentice. Um, which big props to to Chris over there. Um, and we've we've talked about this. I think we've talked about this offline. That's why. Yeah, we've definitely talked about this offline. Um, so yeah, when I when I saw Chris for Charles, the Charles pop print, when Randy was doing it, um, Chris and I were talking, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm almost done with this apprenticeship." Like. I'm starting to do my own ink, like getting really excited, blah, blah, blah. And I told him, well, I've, I've got this idea for, for these, these lyrics that I want to do, um, kind of in honor of my, um, my aunt. And, uh, I was like, I'll, you know, I'll give you a shot if you want. And he was like, yeah, absolutely. That'd be awesome. So <clears throat> him and I have been talking and we just haven't been able to nail down a time. We finally did. And then that time had to get pushed by two weeks. And so it's coming up. We're recording this on a Wednesday. Uh, it's coming up on the following Monday. So by the time this drops, I may or may not have it. Uh, but whenever the next episode comes out, I will definitely have had it. So I'm, I'm excited for it. It's going on the forearm and uh, that's number six for me. Isn't, isn't that such a, an exciting feel? Like there, there are very few things in my life that I look forward to more than getting a tattoo. Oh, like I yeah. just, I think it's like the, uh, it's the best feeling. I was thinking about it too. So like going into 2020, I had had the two on my arms on in the inside of either my biceps. And I, then the, I got that in 2010 and 2014. Right. So it had been a long time since, and I've, and I've kind of always said like, I don't get them unless I can have something that meaningful behind yeah. it or, yeah. or whatever. That's probably going to change eventually. Um, it, I can already tell it's going to just cause I'm back on that train of <laughs> yeah. getting tattoos. Yeah. But since then I've gotten, uh, I've gotten the hunt, the good shit, the positive vibe movement and Charles all yeah. in one calendar year. And like, then I'm getting this other one. I have a couple of ideas for a couple more that I want. So like I can tell, like it's weird that it's gone, you know, how, what, what's 2006 years Yeah, from 14 between. to 20. Yeah. Between. And then now I'm all of a sudden this renaissance of things. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately a lot of these, um, signify something that like traumatic, <laughs> I, if you think, well, about, like if you think about it a little bit, but, uh, because of that, like I've gotten these ideas of, of stuff that means something that I also just happen to look like the way they look and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, so I'm excited, but yeah, this one's going to be Trevor Hall lyrics. I'm, I'm very excited for that. I, um, this is selfish, but I hope that it works. Um, I have this space on my forearm between, uh, my Wisconsin, North Carolina outline. And then the little, yeah. uh, number one that I have on my wrist that is perfect for our new logo being unveiled next Tuesday. So day after this drops Tuesday, March 16th, 10 AM tune in uh, via our social media channels. Anyway, uh, I'm going to do a thing that's like 
you know, okay, if, if this tweet gets 500 retweets and, you know, a thousand likes, our GM will get the logo tattooed on him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, I'll, I mean, I might drop the numbers because I want it to happen. <laughs> it's awesome. You and uh, you and more will be buddies. Dude, I like I told this to city council. GM last week. tattoo twins. I, dude, like straight up. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I've ever been more excited for anything in my life. Um, I have no problem saying this because we'll be so close to the drop. You're one of like six people that has seen uh, the logo and the name. Yeah. Um, and dude, I'm just so excited. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm fired up for you. It's a, it's a good one. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to see the reception to it too. I think, um, I made this joke. Uh, well, I think I made this joke last year, maybe two years ago on Twitter where I was like, hell hath no fury. Then the comments section <laughs> on a rebrand for a team. And I don't know if it was baseball or something else, um, but it was. I said it more as a joke, but it's also true because there's people that are just like, it, they're just outrageous. The comment section is ridiculous sometimes. I think <laughs> the way you described it, and then from what I saw, it fits that vision. The way that you explain the backing of it and the historical importance of it, and and what you took into account as an organization to give back to the community in this sense. I think it makes a ton of sense. It, it's, it's good. It hits what you want it to hit. I think it's also, um, I don't want to say trendy, but I think it, 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 it plays well to merchandise as well. Like it, they, there's many different, there's many different angles that you can look at a logo, right? Depending on how you want to critique it or how you want to um, dissect it. Yeah. And I think a lot of those boxes get checked. Uh, and a lot of them, get, and that's a good thing. That's a very good thing. Um, that being said, I'm also excited to watch the comment section <laughs> because uh, when, especially when it's not the comment sections that I have to monitor, I do like watching them and I always feel for whoever's on the other side <laughs> of those uh, com- comment sections. And I'm, I'm curious to see what, uh, what what comes up? So like, <laughs> I I feel I feel really good. Like, and I hope that this isn't gaudy, but like I think that it'll probably the feedback will probably be like 85 percent positive. Like, I, because I think that like we did we did enough where there are a lot of baselines that are hit, um, and we've done some great work uh, to to put together uh, local media uh, attack. We're doing actually a press conference uh, down at Ballad Brewing, whose beer I'm drinking tonight. Um, that's going to be great from a local standpoint. And then we have an awesome video that I think does a great job of introducing people to the city of Danville and why this, this name was chosen. So, like, I think that again, like overwhelmingly positive, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of excited for the negatives because I've kind of set a tone, especially on Twitter, like Facebook, I'll play nice, but on Twitter, like I've already kind of set the precedent that like, we'll clap back at you. And, uh, dude, I will go hard. Like, I'm, I'm going to go hard at people. <laughs> like, mm, playing a dangerous game. Oh, my God. I, uh, like, even today, like, this guy, uh, it's like I tweeted, uh, our merch is going to be fire because we, we have, uh, in my opinion, legitimately fire merchandise. Um, and uh, this guy... <laughs> But, you know, whatever. Uh, I'm trying to find it, but I, I love it already. Um, he says, what's a guy got to do to sell a baseball team some swag? So I click on his profile and his <laughs> his bio is diamond emoji. Stay on brand. Business on a beach. 
Island emoji, world emoji, Hopkins 23, RU 18, Sigma Phi Epsilon, hashtag Elite Eric co-founder, sell me this, dot, 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 cloud emoji. And his profile picture, I'm going to show you right now, it's him holding his crotch, wearing a, a sport coat over a white t-shirt with a corncob pipe in his nose and sunglasses inside. You can't make this up. <laughs> Hunter, can you verify that that is what his profile picture is? Oh my goodness! I mean, that's but I, I didn't I didn't tell a lie, right? Like that is what he looks like. No, so goodness. So he says again, "What's a guy got to do to sell a baseball team some swag?" And I respond, "New profile pic for sure." <laughs> Jesus, you are you you are. You a loose on the internet is it's a dangerous thing. Um, it, it's dangerous thing. But but seriously though, I am I am excited and I can't wait to get. Hopefully, if we get enough retweets and likes, the tattoo on my arm because I think it would be cool. I think I, I would like it. Last uh, last snapbacker um, we took a little bit detour there. Sorry, Hefe, but uh, Jeff <laughs> program Jeff Treyluck. Yeah said put the gun show away yeah and i wasn't this is a terrible picture of me so jeff i appreciate that's very flattering um that's not why i asked you to put it last but jeff that is very flattering so thank you um oh man advice for this one so i'll I'll take a page uh out of jeff's book which is always follow your heart sometimes the best decisions that you make in life especially career choices aren't the ones that you would have thought about making five years ago, three years ago, a year ago, six months ago. But sometimes you just know you got to chase a dream. You got to do what you got to do to make that dream become a reality. So go do it. That's that. Now, why I wanted you to save this for last was because one of the most absurd things that I have ever seen in my life was the Snapchat that you sent me of when you got to Jeff's place in Tampa. His television is oh bigger than both of us put together. <laughs> <laughs> that thing is gigantic. It is a gigantic TV. So I laid down against it. <laughs> That shit vertical is taller than me. <laughs> Dude, I like I I kept looking at like the stand that it was on and like trying to decide like okay, is this a custom piece? Like because it's not a table. It is a TV stand, but how is it fitting this TV he got on it? Incredibly <laughs> lucky with that TV stand. He was like, "Yeah, I thought I might have to get a new one. Like I might have to get a different one to, to accommodate. This yeah. thing. I was like, you are an insane person. It was a birthday present to himself that he got. He was, he had to borrow somebody's car to get the TV home because it didn't fit in his little thing. Um, and he's also going to add a sound bar to it. It's an insanely gigantic TV. As so as soon as I walked in, I was, I, I was, Austin, I was taken aback <laughs> because he had been talking about it, right? And he had been saying, and like, he called me as I'm driving down. And even I was like, dude, if you need to wait to pick it up, like when I get down there, we can use my car to pick it up. I got a, I got a SUV. And 
he, and then he said, nope, it's all set up. It's all ready to go. Like, can't wait for you to see this thing. <laughs> By the way, nothing, nothing gets guys more excited. Anybody, not just guys, sorry. It, nothing, if you have something that you want to show off, but nothing gets somebody more excited that, than that, right? So he really wanted to show off this TV. Yeah. I walked into that apartment and I was, I was taken aback. I think there was an audible, oh my God. I, like, it was massive this thing is taller than i am when you stand it up dude and then we played and then i was like dude we gotta play like we gotta play some like we gotta play video games on this thing and so we turned on warzone and i don't know if you've ever played warzone or not um but it's it's the war simulation game right um that shit was overwhelming like to a point where i was uncomfortable i didn't want to like we were playing and i was like dude there's and and he also he stinks at Warzone too so i was like there's no <laughs> chance that you can ever like you g- professional gamers should be playing on this it was like playing this it was like playing world war two games or whatever world war, war games in imax and like you're the main character it was outrageous outrageous uh we played goldeneye on it yeah Goldeneye didn't even fit to the actual screen. Like the formatting of the N64 could not fit the screen. So we played it. It was like a small screen on this gigantic black box. Not even a box. It's black screen. Um, we, we watched Spectre as well, the James oh. Bond movie. And it was outrage. It was so cool. But dude, it was almost too much. And I told this to Jeff. I said, it's almost too much TV because like, it's all I could see. I think I tried to even take a, a, a Instagram video or a Snapchat. It didn't fit in the, I, I had to use a wide angle lens. <laughs> <laughs> <God> <laughs> my phone. <laughs> this thing was gigantic. A, a panorama of the television. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I just like, I, I we just, I, I needed that. To, to be brought up in discussion uh, because it was, it was one of the most absurd things that I've ever seen in my life uh, was, was the size of that television. Like, and, and I mean that in the best way possible, right? Like it, it's not like the, the Michael Scott dinner party where he has a 22 inch television that he's pushing into the wall. Like this thing was a movie theater inside a living room. It, 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 it is impressive. It is impressive. Uh, it was really cool to watch a movie on there. It really, like it really was, especially a James Bond flick. It was awesome. Um, playing video games was a, a little overwhelming. Watching uh, Netflix was a little bit overwhelming. Um, it just, and then realizing that I was shorter than it. If you were to stand it, eat, if they, if you were to stand them up against each other, it is, it is taller than me. Um, which it is, you know, it is what it is. Short Kings, but I've, uh, yeah, dude, don't, don't let your crown slip. Um, I, I actually, I'm going to be in the market for a new television. Uh, once I finally move into the new place, uh, I just like the living room is bigger than, than I thought it was. And the TV that I have, uh, you know, it just looks, it looks too small for its body at this point. You know, like I, I think it's more of a bedroom TV. Uh, and and I need a living room TV. So uh, yeah, he uh, moved his living room TV into his bedroom. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, like, like it, it's like having like a thirty-five inch one or whatever. Like I, I'm I'm looking at the TV in my living room right now. I think it's like a forty-five, forty-two yeah, yeah. inch. That's that's about what so, I'll be looking for. Nothing crazy. And that's that's now in his bedroom where I have I have like a twenty-five inch in my yeah, bedroom. Yeah, no, that that's I, I can't I, even see. I think that like like for me especially like when i'm watching tv in my room it's more times than not like the office or parks and rec or new girl or something that's just like it's just on for the sake of being on 
Whereas like in the living room, like, yeah, like if I'm trying to watch a Badger football game, you know, I don't want to be squinting, you know, at this screen that's on a giant wall. And like the coolest thing about this new apartment is, uh, well, much like this one, but I think I said this, I don't remember. It's been a while. Uh, it's inside like an old abandoned tobacco warehouse. So the ceilings are enormous. It's like a 14 foot ceiling and like brick walls and the whole thing. So having an undersized television, again, just like it's too small for its body. Like I, I got to get a, uh, I got to get something in there, but I do want a Roku TV so that I can, you know, just watch like ESPN plus or Netflix or whatever else without having to get an additional Roku. And I don't need like a 75 inch TV. Like I'll get like a 40 something. And, uh, I, I can't whistle, but you know, uh, get that hooked up and then I'll be, you know, rocking and rolling. I do need, I, I, you would be proud of me for even thinking about this. Honestly, as somebody who doesn't golf, I don't know where I'm going to put my golf clubs in your car. Like that was like in the apartment. Like that was like the, the first thing that came to my mind was like, fuck. just keep them, keep them in your car. Keep them in your I, office. That That's what I was just thinking was like, Hey man, like I kind of have a whole ballpark now. Like if I can't take advantage of, of like being the only staff member by like storing my golf club somewhere in the office, like, yeah, you know? Yeah. You might as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Uh, I, I put my lazy boy in the office, which has been a great perk. Um, so because I'm the only staff member, I have this giant office. I mean, it's not giant, but it's big enough with a desk in the opposite corner of mine. So like when elderly season ticket holders come in, I can be like, Oh, like if you'd like to sit across the room and then we have like, you know, 30 feet of distance between us, COVID safe. And then I've got, uh, you know, like the antibacterial disinfectant stuff that I put over. But I also have a lazy boy in the office, not so much for people that are coming in to see me, but for like when I need to sleep there overnight, like I have a, a nice little reclining chair that is right next to my desk. Like, how cool is that? <laughs> always thinking ahead, always being resourceful, big brain stuff. That's yeah. now, now, now you're thinking. Now well, you're and, thinking. and now I'm taking um, it a step further, combining the previous conversation with this one. When I get a new living room television, the old living room television will go to the office. So then I'll not only have a lazy boy, but I'll have a TV as well. What a life. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, uh, oh, this was a this was a good episode back. I know it had been a while. Yeah, um, yeah. It's good to see your your smiling your smiling face. Shout out James Taylor, great song, smiling face or your smiling face. I, dude, I love James Taylor. Love James Taylor. Big James Taylor fan. Huge. Uh, if you want to subscribe to the podcast, please do so. We're uh, Snapbacks and Interbrews and with the and sign. Uh, rate review. We've got 20 ratings, all fives right now on Apple. So give us 21 so we can drink. No new reviews to go over uh, today. But if uh, you do leave a review, we will uh, read and react to it uh, here on uh on the podcast, uh, Twitter and Instagram at Interbrews Pod. Uh, I'm so behind on updating the Instagram page. I know, honey, we need to get some of those clips up there. Um, maybe, uh, maybe this will be the kick in the ass I need. Uh, Twitter, uh, we'll we'll talk to you and all that good stuff as well. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, good to get back on the uh, on the horn with you, Austin. And we know we touched on uh, a few different things. Uh, great to see you again. Your hair looks great. Uh, you look great. Um, 
I will say, just so that everybody knows, and I probably should have addressed this in the first two minutes instead of the last two minutes, but uh, the delay is entirely my fault. It is in no way, shape, or form Hunter's fault. It is, again, entirely. And when I say that, it is not 99.9 to the nth percent. It is 100% my fault. So I apologize. Thank you for sticking with us. Um, And uh, yeah, selfish plug at Twitter. uh, We're on Twitter. We're at Danville Bases, B-A-S-E-S. When this episode drops, that name will change on Tuesday the 16th at 10 a.m. If, if, and this is, I'm serious. If you slide into my DMs and ask for 10% off merchandise because you listen to this podcast, I will get you a 10% off merchandise code. Hopefully my owners don't listen to this podcast, but if you do and you want 10% off merchandise, we'll have some Tuesday and I will give you a 10% off code. So that's it. It's great to be back. Great to be back. <laughs> He's at Austin underscore share. I'm at H underscore Hornstein, H O R E N S T E I N. Shout out to Sammy and Canella. Uh, yeah, go ahead, uh, Amazon, buy, buy a book that I helped write. Uh, important shit for surviving a pandemic. Uh, if you've been listening to the podcast, uh, you know that's the fake ad read. Um, so no longer doing that anymore. Uh, as always, though, appreciate y'all hanging around with us. And I know it's been a while since, it's actually almost been a month since we've recorded. So thank you, thank you for uh, hanging out with us and sticking with us. We'll get episodes out whenever we can. And hopefully it's just a nice little escape for you to listen to an hour and a half or so of just us two bullshitting and uh, and talking shop about, you know, whatever comes to mind. Anyway, uh, Austin, good episode. Take us home. Great episode. It's been a while. But over the last month, I hope you have done these things and I hope you continue to keep your glasses up, keep your hats backwards, and remember to love yourself as much as we love you.